0: Welcome to Q-Talks, a podcast series by QTech, the Cambridge University Technology and Enterprise Club. I'm Thomas.
1: And I'm Shreya, and we're your hosts for Q-Talks, a series for aspiring innovators in which we talk about the typical and not-so-typical journeys of making ideas reality and changing the world.
0: This week on Q Talks, we have another special feature on Women Founders. We are talking to Nicola Fitzmoser, co-founder of Happier, a mobile game based on cognitive behavioral therapy to help children cope with recurring migraines. We met Nicola at the Enterprise Women Program at the Judge Business School and are delighted to welcome her on the show.
1: Nicola, thanks for coming on the show with us today. Hi, thank you for having me. If you could start with giving us an overview of your background. Sure, so my background,
2: I'm from Austria and my background is in corporate communications. So I studied back in Austria and gathered some different work experiences also in startups and then me and my partner, my co-founder, we came here to Cambridge where we are doing the Masters in Entrepreneurship at the moment um, but we're basically working full time on our project on Happier where we try to help children with migraines. Wow.
1: tell us more about Happier.
2: So we're trying to bring psychological support on mobile phones. So at the moment we're translating CBT which is Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. One of the mm, best therapies at the moment out there for chronic pain management and we're translating it into mobile games for children. Because at the moment, it's really hard for them to get access to the therapy because there's so much demand. And it's also hard for them to understand it sometimes because CBT is a very... Yeah, you talk a lot about your feelings, your thoughts, your behavior, how it impacts your physical sensations, and this is just too complex sometimes. So in a mobile game, in a serious gaming approach, we can make it more understandable and more fun for them.
0: And and just to maybe help me as, as someone who doesn't know anything about this at all. <laughs> uh, so h- how does it work? So is it is it before you actually have the migraine or is it then during the actual migraine that you're then starting to play games?
2: So we're looking at the time between migraine attacks. So not uh, when there is an acute pain attack because then screen time is a, is bad for you because a lot of children or a lot of migraine patients are light sensitive. Mm-hmm. So we are more a preventative approach which helps them to understand uh, what they're going through, helps them to learn coping strategies, which they then can apply when they have acute pain.
0: Nice.
1: So uh, you mentioned kind of mobile games. What is the latest tech that Happier is using to make this kind of come to life?
2: So we're looking at augmented reality and motion detection. And a lot of integration of sensors, so for example wearables. Mm. I mean, we are at a quite early stage. So at the moment, we will start with a very simple mobile game which everybody can access with no matter phone, no matter what phone they have. Um, but in the later stage, we want to include wearables, AR. Um, also, we want to have a seamless therapy. That's what we call it. So that if you play at home with your character, with your avatar on your mobile phone, and then also have to go to hospital, that there's a seamless integration with more advanced technology in the hospital. So there could be uh, VR solutions um, and also data input through other technologies.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and what has been the reception so far from maybe hospitals, maybe practitioners, hmm. but maybe also potential customers?
2: So we had very good feedback from experts, uh, in pain management from hospitals as well Um, we talked for example to great ormond street the header group there and they all understand the need for it because they see a lot of children coming to them but they cannot provide the resources for giving them psychological help and also a lot of therapists who have a long waiting list but cannot provide them with more help and we're in strong contact with different experts all over the world. So, for example, um, Tanya Abroa, an anesthetist from Spain. And they all are extremely passionate to kind of get something out there because, especially for migraines, it's not that well-known that children have migraines because the prevalence is high in adults and the symptoms in children are different. So, a lot of children get um, stomach pain. So, it's called abdominal migraines. Mm -hmm. And then a GP who is not trained in discovering it um doesn't see it so they don't get the help they need and it's basically it's a really big um population of children it's about 10% per- in school age children suffering from it um so yeah from the expert side there's extremely positive feedback and also from parents because they are very desperate to finding new solutions mm. um because they are not directed in the right um to the right experts and they don't get the help they, they want and they engage a lot with other parents to get at least some support
1: it sounds like you guys are onto something great i think especially seeing as it's something that not as we were talking about earlier it's something that not a lot of hospitals can support or kind of healthcare systems um so how did the idea come about for you
2: so, there are a few reasons, but I think the main reason is my own story with migraines. Mm. I'm suffering from migraines since i'm about six, and I had a lot of stomach pain when I was about f- between four to six, mm. so nobody really discovered my migraines until they got to my head as we um, as the general definition of migraines for the general population is um, but I struggled a lot i mean for me it wasn't too bad I didn't have uh, too many days missed at school um, and I kind of managed because also my parents had a lot of, uh, gave me a lot of support, gave me the opportunity to try different things. But still it impacted my, yeah, my daily life as a child, being afraid of going on a school trip because you don't know what happens when your mom is not there. So yeah, my personal passion is a huge, huge part in it. And my co-founder, Cornelius, he's a paramedic. So he has a great background in the healthcare system. Has experience for about five years as a paramedic, and also trained other paramedics in uh, child emergencies. So we both have kind of this background um, with working with a condition either as a supporter or as a sufferer. Mm-hmm.
0: And and how effective in your. Own experience, perhaps. Do you think this this approach is in in helping with migraine?
2: So for me, I I tried a lot of different things, and at some point, medication didn't help anymore, because you get at the beginning you get ibuprofen and paracetamol, mm-hmm. which most of the times doesn't really work, and I also refused to take them for a, <laughs> some period of time. Um, because I thought, okay, I'm taking too much medication. And there is also medication overuse headache. So um, I tried a lot of different things, and especially stress management, which is a part of CBT, understanding what triggers you, um, what is the problem, this kind of overthinking, okay, what will I do when the pain comes back? Mm. So I did, for example, some mindfulness-based stress reduction course, which was really helpful in kind of, Just being aware of of your thoughts and being aware of how you yourself impact your migraines by thinking okay this is a difficult situation and i don't know what to do Mm.
1: so as a um female entrepreneur have you found that you've had a different reception with investors or people that you've approached or do you think that it hasn't actually affected um you in the way that you've gone about um doing getting this big business up and running so I would say f- for now, I didn't have any n- too
2: negative um, experiences. Mm-hmm. I do see a difference in, for example, funding opportunities, mm-hmm. because a lot of big um, funding schemes, like for example, Innovate UK, they just launched um, an award for women, also for the rice press in the US, there is a part where women can get some extra bonuses if they <laughs> ap- apply or if there's a, w- a female founder in the team, which is a good support but for us it hasn't been too much of a difference Mm -hmm. Um, me and my partner we often are in meetings together and we have a we're different personalities so that's definitely a different perception of us um, but not because i'm a female Mm.
0: so maybe to wrap up final question about this whole gaming approach which is utterly fascinating so where do you see the future of this
2: so i see a big future in digital healthcare especially because we don't have the resources for all the conditions out there at the moment and especially in in prevention where it's for a child for example in f- with migraines they focus on the migraines when they have migraines but when they don't have pain they don't want to focus on it so you have to kind of engage them in their treatment in their pain management and gaming is an approach that is just more playful, more engaging, more understanding for children. So I think there's a big future for making it more enjoyable to look after your health.
1: Great, thanks very much Nicola, and we wish you all the best with Happier. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks very much to Nicola for joining us in this special of Q Talks. We're always excited to hear from female founders, so if you or somebody that you know would like to get in touch, then please do so on our website, qtech.io/qtalks. This podcast was produced by Carl Homer from Cambridge TV.